Welcome to Lead to Succeed. This is the podcast to hear from the leaders of today in various fields from entrepreneurs to corporate directors. We hear their stories, lessons learned and challenges faced, as well as insights and advice to become a successful and an inspiring leader. The podcast is presented by us, Callum and Rebecca Jenkins, as we both believe that we all have the potential to be outstanding leaders if that's what we choose. So we're really excited today to have Selena Bolton um, as our guest. Now, Selena is founder and investor in Seed Partners. And Seed Partners are an investment business and they make investments in construction related sectors um, in businesses that are turning over between one and 20 million. I think, Selena, that's, that's where, the, where it is for you. And profitable businesses. So welcome, Selena. Please please tell us a little bit about yourself as we kick oh, off. Thank you. It's good to be with you, Callum and Rebecca. Um, so I'm an investor. I've got over 20 years experience in tier one investment banks and consultancy practice. Um, and I now buy and invest in companies, you know, as Rebecca said, typically achieving one million plus in turnover and that they've been operating for um, more than four years. Um, and I partner with the business owners to um, take them to the next stage of their growth. Um, and it's on a shared risk and reward basis. My background be, before that is a little bit varied. So I studied fine arts and also architecture. And, um, you know, and I think that that actually helps me become what I would term as a change maker. So I really enjoy actually looking at like creative problems and taking action to, to actually solve those. Um, and try and make a difference in the world. And sustainability is an important part of your investment strategy as well, isn't it, Selena? It is. So I'm particularly keen, and I think that, you know, we're in very extraordinary times at the moment, but one of the most positive things that's actually come out of it is this renewed focus and sense of urgency around addressing some of our, you know, climate crisis. Um, and we can actually do that also within construction and design. Um, so I'm particularly keen on investing within sustainable design and architecture. Sure. Thanks for that intro, Selena. Um, and you mentioned just now about like, the way things have, like the way times have been changing, obviously, with the current situation. Um, and perhaps as a result of that, or if not, um, what do you think, what do you think leadership means to you, like the people you work with and, you know, from your own experiences, what, what do you think like a good leader means to you? What, what's, this, what's it all about? So I think um, leadership is really about enrolling and inspiring others to drive change. So um, it really is about a catalyst for team performance. And I think leadership more than anything is wrapped around people and actually motivating mm -hmm. people. Um, so it's setting the tone, it's communicating the goals, um, it's encouraging innovation and creativity. Um, you know, and it's challenging negative behaviors as well. So ordinarily we see um and it's natural to see resistance to change um and a lag can sometimes creep in when you're trying to implement change so i see the leader as being very much about breaking through that noise and actually driving the change forward sure okay that makes a lot of sense so you know a few of the things that sort of stood out for me there what you said about you know being able to inspire others um being innovative and also like challenging things if you know you think they might be wrong um so perhaps in line with those things, or if there's other things uh, that come to mind, what would you say were the main sort of qualities and traits of an effective leader? Well, I think um, 
the most important traits, I think, are um, really understanding the talent around you. Um, so actually, because I think a leader is very much about being an architect for change. So actually finding the talent and actually the group of change makers that can actually help it help it happen or make it happen are really important. So I think actually being able to actually communicate and listen and understand um, and then be able to actually appreciate how people can actually work together. So for, for an example, I think that people operate in a different styles. So actually curating a team of like diverse talents can actually help innovate or create a creative environment. And then also it's actually picking the best people then that, that can then take that into action. Um, so there are all sorts of tools that you can actually use um, to do that, but you can also use your intuition in order to actually suss out an environment. And given the fact that I've worked a lot within consultancy practice, you'll typically go in to lots of different environments and you need to actually find and understand that environment quite quickly. So I think engaging is also another key um, skill um, so actually listening, it's um, communicating, and it's actually establishing like a feedback loop, I think is another good trait of a leader, um, so that you're always informing and adapting and you know, being able to, to actually evolve in order to actually make a change happen. Um, and then I think the other third one is really about empowerment. So I think old school leadership was very much seen as almost um, like directing from the top. But I actually think um, change happens at a number of different levels, especially in large organizations. So yes, you can have some top-down driven messaging, you know, and inspiration and direction. But I think you also actually want to empower everybody at every, every level of the organization to feel that they can actually make a difference and contribute. So you can also implement um, or you know, um, design grassroots movements in order to actually channel change and an energy from the bottom to actually keep the momentum going. I think that's a really good point. And that's something that other people have also mentioned is about like empowering kind of everyone in your organization and getting that sort of buy-in with, with your vision. And as you mentioned, like, you know, being like the architect of change and like listening to what the problem is, um, kind of empowering everyone to, to do something about that and then kind of facilitating that change to, to cause something positive to happen, I guess. So perhaps could it be summarized like that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. Cool. I think those are I think those are all really valid points there. Um, and I think one the next thing I'm going to actually sort of leading on from that is obviously you've had quite a lot of experience. You said sort of doing consultancy, being a director, founder, investor, all these different things. Was there any sort of particular point in your career which stands out as you know this is where I felt like I really sort of stepped into a leadership position? Well, I was a, I think about that as a, that um, there are leadership qualities that I think that you can demonstrate at any stage in terms of your career and also even before then. Um, I think a lot of my training in terms of fine arts and architecture, um, because you're actually really um, developing a narrative and a vision around the work that you actually do. And it has to be compelling in terms of the way that you actually communicate it. I think that always, that kind of gives you a really good foundation for whatever scenario that you find yourself in. Um, that you're the, developing the traits of leadership. So in architecture, you typically being given a design brief, um, which is actually addressing some kind of challenge or other, and that you're coming up with some innovation or creativity, but you then have to translate that into 
something that everybody can actually understand. And there's a compelling reason why they would actually buy into it. And then actually, as you deliver it, you still need to take everybody else on the journey with you in order to actually make that a realization. Um, and I would say that those skills then can be deployed in um, the business world. So certainly most programs that I've actually worked on will start with the fact that you, you need to think about where you actually want to get to in terms of an end game. Um, so you're then actually trying to actually build a picture of what that would actually be. And it has to have a compelling reason or purpose for it. Um, so a lot of that is really um, you know, a key, key trait. And I think it's something that, I don't think there's one single moment where I thought, oh, I'm a leader. I certainly yeah. had feedback to say that, that that is how I'm viewed. But I wouldn't say that it's one single moment in time because I've worked on so many different programs and different, um, different uh, initiatives. Sure. It seems like it's something you uh, started learning from quite a young age when you were at university by the sounds of them. <laughs> yes, and I think it's also opportunity. So if I think mm -hmm. about, um, you know, where you actually get your breaks, you know, and you get to actually test yourself and see if you've actually can develop those capabilities, it's a lot to do with opportunity. And I'd say that I've worked for people and within environments where they've really encouraged people to actually take the leap, you know, or to actually take the initiative and being given the bandwidth to um, to implement them. So coming back to the fact that um, you don't always have to be given, I know, a budget, you know, and being told what, what would actually be good for a firm or what would be a good outcome. If you can actually come and make your own proposal, um, if you're actually coming up through an organisation and you put um, a very compelling proposal forward, then I think you can negotiate your own opportunities to develop and um, promote yourself as a leader. A really um, good point, I think, Selena, that it's actually taking that initiative to think, what could you do to make a difference as a leader? Even if yeah. the company's not necessarily thinking along those lines, you're presenting something new, fresh, different that could be considered. Selena, I'd really like to pick up on a couple of points you, you mentioned a bit earlier. And one is around using your initiative and... Uh, you're, I, I guess, do you mean kind of your gut feeling as part of that? Yeah, I do. I think that, well, you know, we all know that um, there are different ways that, that you can actually profile and people have a personal preference for operating in a certain way. Um, for me, I think intuition plays a big part of that. And the reason why I say that is that when you actually work as a consultant or you work in a number of different organisations, you typically have like a two week window in order to suss out the politics, who are the ones that are actually going to be really good allies, who are actually the change makers, who are going to make things happen, and who are actually going to be your biggest resistors to what you're actually trying to achieve. And all of that is to do with, um, you know, listening, um, but looking at what's around you and also um, like really kind of um, like feeling for how this will actually come together you know and how you can actually put the right kind of teams together and how would you suggest that maybe people stepping into their first leadership roles might actually use intuition more and develop their intuition i think it's actually being very active so you're never going to develop intuition if you actually just focus on the doing you know and, and just meeting whatever your role has been specified to do 
Um, I think there are so many opportunities now in order to actually um, find um, communities to get involved with. Every business, no matter big or small, will have um, themes that run through it, whether that's to do with um, inclusivity, whether it's to do with um, addressing some kind of imbalance in terms of opportunity or trying to actually look at improving performance, whether that's the financial or commercial performance of a business or whether it's the performance of the organization to improve delivery or um, to actually reach out into new markets. And I think it's about having a heads up approach and actually spotting where you could actually get involved and volunteering yourself. Um, and I think it's more important than ever, given the fact that for the vast majority of 2020, people are working in isolation remotely. So um, from a business point of view, one of the things that um, I've been a co-founder of is Networking for Good, which is a referral networking for business owners and business leaders to promote their businesses, but also to help promote each other's businesses and capabilities. Um, and that chatting to people, lots of people that are actually really making good progress through 2020 um, are the ones that are actually engaging in lots of different networking groups and that they're looking to actually help others before they're, you know, and in so doing so, they help themselves raise their profile, actually find out, um, you know, what's happening in the marketplace and how they can actually get involved. And I think, again, it's taking those traits and behaviours and applying it to your own personal career. Well, I would just like to give a quick shout out for Networking for Good, which I know you're a founder of, and I've been part of that, and I've been to a number of sessions, and I have to say it really is first class. So if anybody who's listening to this wants a good uh, network to be part of, then highly recommend, and they can find that on LinkedIn and um, other places, I'm sure. Um, what about, um, Sina, maybe sharing three key pieces of advice that you from your experience, from your career working in large corporates, you've worked in some really significant sized businesses and also worked in smaller organizations. What would you what would you give three key pieces of advice for people wanting to be um, significant leaders, want to make um, an impact, want to lead change, want to develop their leadership skills? Could you summarize that into three key things? Okay, so I would say, um, and we've touched on them already, so understanding the talent around you and understanding how you connect with the people around you and can, can actually um, prosper from each other's talents. Um, because I think that um, knowing how you actually fit in and how you can actually um, bring the best out in other people is an absolute critical skill in terms of leadership. Um, secondly, I'd say, you know, engagement is absolutely key. So um, creating your own feedback loop with the people that work around you and work um, for you within an organization. So giving, um, giving people the opportunity to actually um, provide feedback and that you actually demonstrate good listening, um, that you can work through problems together and you can come up with initiatives together. So I think engagement is absolutely key. And then the third one is about um, you know, understanding how you can actually empower others to achieve is also key. And that brings in motivation, it brings in incentivization. Um, it's actually thinking creatively about how you can actually inspire people to do more. 
And what would, has been a really big challenge for you, Selena? It's always great to share with our listeners uh, to appreciate that leadership can be very challenging. But have you got a personal experience where you were particularly challenged and how you dealt with that, the impact it had on you, how you overcame it and the lessons that you got from it? So I think, um, given the fact that, you know, we're, we're all going through a global pandemic, the, the last time we had a recession and we go through recessions um, almost every five years there's some kind of disruption to our economy. Um, and also we're seeing a lot of acceleration in terms of um, the change that technology is bringing in. So actually, um, I was casting my mind back to the 20, 2008 global crisis. And at the time, I was working in a German bank. And, um, and there was a real race because a lot of banks were um, discovering that they were really struggling to assess their exposure to risk. And also, there were huge amounts of regulation that was actually being imposed on banks in order to make sure that we would never get into the same situation again, where you know um, banks, you know, and the lack of awareness around risk and exposure suddenly actually brings the global economy crashing down. So I was working with a team of engineers, and we were looking to actually implement very quickly some um, rigor and risk management tools across their trading floor. But we were working in a very dynamic um, situation. So um, there were time pressures, there were pressures actually coming down from external organizations. Um, we were also facing, there was um, somebody had been identified on a trading desk and this exercise had revealed that they were actually committing some fraud, um, fraudulent activity. So that suddenly actually had you know, quite a storm brewing around it. And there was a huge shifting political landscape and um, we would find that, you know, uh, there were redundancies happening. So somebody that you might have been engaging with um, suddenly disappeared. So that change maker was gone. And the engineers were actually really struggling. I could see the fact that emotionally they would be having um, like peaks and troughs in terms of their energy levels. So my role was very much to cut away the noise to allow them to actually perform. So I took I took the heat. So it was my role in order to actually face off against the, um, the, the trading teams and the decision makers um, so that they could actually just focus on doing. So regardless of all the noise that's actually brewing around them, we still had a very clear objective and, and that objective stayed true throughout. Um, so, you know, whilst things would actually shift, um, it's about maintaining a very clear track and breaking it down into, you know, manageable bite-sized chunks that they could actually deliver and just absorbing some of the heat and just demonstrating that we could actually get through this together and we did um, and then I think that what can happen a lot within organizations is that you can end up just bouncing to the next program but actually one thing that I did that I think that was really important for the team was to actually re-energize them by actually having um, a review session so we looked at um, what, what wasn't working very well, you know, so what was actually caughting, catching them out, what was actually kind of like um, sending them down a rabbit hole. Um, but also, we also recognised and celebrated what actually did work. Um, and actually, they came into the session feeling quite low, thinking that they're actually going to get a battering for the fact that, you know, so many things seem to be out of their control. But they left really uplifted 
and recognizing the fact that um, what were the true strengths that they actually had as a team, but also how they could then actually apply that to the next initiative that we actually needed to deliver. So that's a key role, I think, as a leader is to really take the temperature and then to be able to respond to that and also recognize where you need to step in in order to actually um, alleviate some of the, the pressures from the delivery team. And also make sure that you actually take time out to actually celebrate whatever wins, whether they're small or big, um, before you then go into your next charge. I'd be very interested to know during that process, Selena, if you were managed in that way and led in that way, because you were you are doing something um, amazing for your team and leading them and taking a lot of the pressure for them while they could focus on the work. So were you led in that way? I mean, did the person that was leading you give you that um, lead in a similar way? Or did you have more of a battering to contend with as there were so many pressures hitting the deck? Well, I think as a consultant, you tend to be um, quite independent. Um, So what I would say is one of the things that I think that I've been very fortunate to do is actually um, throughout my career is that um, I've worked for some very inspirational people. Um, But also what I've done is actually um, been a participant in an accountability group or actually put my own kind of like support team around me. You know, so people that I can actually bounce off when the going gets tough and that I can either just have, you know, kind of have a release in some ways, but also get some inspiration for myself. And one of the other things I think is really important as we actually go through um, through our life journey, as well as our career journey, is actually um, feed ourselves. So I would describe myself as a life learner. I can learn off something off everybody that I actually meet. And I think so there's an appreciation and there's an openness to new ideas and new thinking and also feedback there. Um, and that I invest in personal development and professional development every single year. You know, there'll be something that I'll actually see that I'll think, yeah, you know, um, that's really interesting. I'm going to give that a go. And that I've put together mastermind groups as well um, as participating in accountability groups. And that's. I think is a very powerful mechanism. It doesn't have to cost anything. It can be just some peers coming together that are on a similar journey at a similar stage and that they can actually brainstorm to overcome challenges and to come up with new ideas. Um, And they support each other, they share knowledge, but most importantly, you keep each other accountable to actually gaining results. So I would say that, that you could put, if somebody's actually aspiring to develop a business and to go it alone, um, form a mastermind group with some peers that are on a a similar quest. If you're in a career, then actually there's no reason why you can't actually have a peer group where you're also sharing and supporting each other as as you're actually progressing through your career. I think those are really exceptional ideas, Selena. You can see how those mastermind groups could really work well and Likewise, constantly learning, learning so much from, we're both learning so much from the amazing guests that we're having on the podcast um, and always being open to that personal development as well. I think it is essential. And I think sometimes people can look at the cost of personal development or development and, and, and training and say, that's costly. But I love the phrase that says, well, what's the cost of not doing it? 
Yes, and it's an investment in yourself, you know, and if we're all charting, if we believe um, the scientists that we're, we're charting a hundred year life, you know, wouldn't you invest in that longevity? Yes. Yeah. You know, and that's how to maintain youthfulness, don't you think? Is Absolutely, your, Selena. <laughs> feed your brain as much as anything else. Yes. Yeah, definitely. I've just got a quick question on what you spoke about earlier on. Um, thanks, for, thanks for what you shared so far. Um, one thing I really quite liked is you said about um, sort of developing your, say, your like sort of leadership traits by coming up with your own proposal. So let's say you're in a company and you're like a junior level or somewhat employee and you could come up with your own proposal about like an initiative or something like that and to sort of negotiate, say, like a promotion or your role kind of on your own terms sort of thing or how you want to head up this project. Um, so I know you said about like being active and sort of taking initiative and like listening to problems and perhaps new markets and things like that that the company could go into. Do you have any advice for someone who, you know, might be, at, you know, sort of just starting their kind of journey in, in, a, in a business about how they could perhaps do that in sort of like more sort of generic terms, like any sort of particular tips you might give? Absolutely. So I meet a lot of businesses. So, um, you know, I'm obviously looking to acquire um, an equity stake within businesses. I never go um, to a first meeting empty-handed. I've always done my research. Um, and, you know, that actually, I look to see where the company is at, but also that actually then feeds me with ideas about where I could actually take it and how I can actually help. So I would say that if you're embarking on your career and you're about to get a new post within a company, then you can do exactly the same thing. So don't go in empty-handed, go in with some ideas, um, because when you're actually being interviewed, um, and you'll also typically, if you're actually going in as a graduate, you'll be going in on rotation. So you'll be given an opportunity to work for in a number of different divisions, working for a number of different people. So do your homework, but and that, that will actually give you some conversational pieces um, so that when they say, what do you know about us? You can actually respond to that question. But also you can look, you can also go broader than that. You can look at the industry, you can look at, um, you know, technology, what's actually happening that's actually going to drive the future. Because whilst a lot of people assume that performance is actually doing a review of the past, actually when somebody actually um, buys into you, they're buying a piece of the future. And it's what you can actually contribute to the future is going to make the difference in terms of whether you actually get the job or whether you actually get the promotion. Um, you know, it's whether you're worth that investment. And if you can actually demonstrate problem solving skills, some analysis, and actually taking the initiative and being a, a self-starter, then that goes a long way to actually um, gaining legs within an organization or even actually going it alone as an entrepreneur. That's really useful advice. Thank you. Thank you very much for sharing that. I'm sure people will listen to this will find that useful. Thank you. Selena, we're coming to the end of the podcast and you've shared so many really amazing and fantastic ideas and great pieces of advice that people can take, our listeners can take on board and implement. Now, is there a big project or something that you'd like to share with your listeners, something that you're particularly excited about right now that where they could contact you, get in touch with you, or just something that's your big goal, your big, your big why maybe? Um, so I, th well, I suppose it's me pitching networking for good again in some ways, because I actually think that networking for good is about bringing other business owners and entrepreneurs together. 
and that we meet every Monday at 11 a.m. in order to do referral networking. So we each pitch our businesses to each other, but we also have like an education slot within there where we actually have been running a series about mindfulness and about um, making sure that you actually build in energy into your day and you take care of yourself. And um, and I think it's that, that point about um, actually, I term it as um, purpose with profits. So you actually focus on co the contribution that you can actually make. For me, it's to that group of other business leaders and how to actually make sure that they're they have the energy and they've got the capability and they've got the platform in order to succeed in their businesses. But equally, there'll be a return on that. So I think that if I was to leave one parting idea about, um, about leaders, but also about initiatives that you can actually take, think about what you can actually give first before you expect anything in return. Um, because I think that that's great for you personally. We all get more pleasure from actually helping other people than just helping ourselves. Um, I think it's great for the economy because if you can actually help promote somebody else's business and let's face it, um, SMEs contribute 2 trillion to the UK economy and that we, I think it's, we employ up to three fifths of all um, mm -hmm. adults within the UK. Um, so it's an incredible, they are, you know, we're the lifeblood of UK economy. Um, so you're actually contributing to the economic wealth of all of us. Um, and then also you're actually just being able to actually innovate and take business forward in a new and bright way. And I think this is where there are so many different themes that we actually have on the go in terms of change right now, in terms of equality, in terms of diversity, in terms of the climate and environmental um, factors. Just bring that into your everyday of how you actually operate. I agree com completely with that. And it's a phrase I use probably a little bit too often on this podcast because I'm always agreeing with the fantastic advice that we get. It's giving that value, isn't it? And being, and freely sharing it. Yes, that's it. I think be generous. Be, be generous. generous to others and you'll be, yeah. you'll be amazed and, and pleasantly surprised how generous people will be with you. Yeah. Um, so I think it plays back to like some of those common themes about having a sense of openness, you know, and creativity and generosity. On that note, Selena, we'd like to thank you for your generosity on the podcast. Thank you. And we will put the link to network, Networking for Good into the description um, of the podcast so people can click on that and join the uh, the network, which is free, isn't it? It's a, it's a free it is. It's free. Monday's nine o'clock. It's online. Um, you know, you've you've got time just before to clear out your your email. You know, in I think isn't it? Pardon? It's eleven o'clock. Eleven o'clock every Monday. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Find us on LinkedIn. Thank you for your generosity, Selena. Yeah. Thank you very much. You know, I really enjoyed what you shared about you know your views on leadership and your own sort of personal stories of what you've been through. So I think you shared some really practical advice there. So yeah, big thank you for me, Selena. Thanks very much. Thanks very much. It's been a pleasure.